Welcome to Kingdom Life Embassy. We're so glad you chose to tune in to another power-packed message by Dr. Maxwell Holland. If you are enjoying these podcasts, then connect with him on Facebook at Maxwell Holland. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Glorious, glorious God. Good morning, Resurrection Sunday. What a mighty God we serve. What an awesome, awesome master of the universe. What a wonderful time to be alive in the midst of all of this pandemic and this coronavirus. We know that the word is not on lockdown. God has had his purpose. He's had his will. He's had his way. My God, the Bible says if they knew, they would never have crucified the Lord of glory. If the enemy knew what he was trying to do in the season, he cannot outsmart God. God is all-knowing. He's got the wisdom that this world doesn't have. Who would have known that there'd be a resurrection Sunday? Praise the Lord. Here we are, a brand new day, and I believe that it is really prophetic for the nations and for this earth. I praise you. Let's, let's thank the Lord this morning. Glorious, glorious God. Father, we bless you, we praise you, we exalt you. Thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the grace of God. Thank you for your goodness in the earth. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you on this beautiful resurrection Sunday, my God, that our, our Savior lives forevermore. Thank you, my God, that you raised him from the dead. The same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us. Thank you, Jesus, for your obedience. We are living in a new reality because of you. We thank you, my God, for destroying every limitation. We thank you that you have brought us into a new reality to know you in a brand new way, my God. It is the people who know that God will be strong and do great exploits. What a glorious time to bless you and to worship you in our homes, my God. We give you praise and we give you the thanks in Jesus' mighty name. We all agree and say amen and amen. Good morning to you. Good morning to every single one of you across the globe. What a joyous, glorious, wonderful Resurrection Sunday it is. We're giving God all the praise and all the glory. Won't you share it onto your timeline? Won't you share this message with somebody? Let somebody get an understanding. Let faith build in the hearts and minds of God's people. Let the world know that there is a body that is alive, that is living. That God, the body that, Christ has prepared, that God prepared for us, that we can be a part of, is called the body of Christ. Let us share the good news this morning that he lives forevermore. Amen. What a joy to be born again. What a joy to live in God's kingdom. What a glorious time to be alive. Let me read some scripture. The title of my sermon this morning is Breaking Limitations. Breaking Limitations. Luke 24, 13. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together, it's Resurrection Sunday. They talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained. There was a limitation on what they were seeing. We're dealing this morning with breaking limitations. So they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? 
And you said to them, what things? So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping, we were hoping, my God, a belief system is supposed to produce hope on the inside of you. Everybody's belief systems at that time, knowing that Jesus was going to be the Savior, their hope, their hope was in him. Now faith is the substance of things you hope for. And how, the, but we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Glory be to God. All of heaven and on earth. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But they did not see him. They did not see this resurrected body. They did not see this glorious dimension that Jesus was living in. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe. Slow of heart to believe. Everybody believes something in this world. We've come to hinge our hope and our belief system on Jesus Christ, the resurrected King. Can somebody bless him this morning? Glory be to God. In all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory, into the purpose for why he came, to open up a new dimension to us? Is this not the reason why he came? That we could live in a brand new reality without any limitations. And beginning at Moses, that's important for you to understand, child of God. It is important for you to understand he began at Moses. Because why? Moses is the one who instituted the first Passover. He was the one that instituted in the midst of a plague. He was the first one to institute it. So he's got to explain everything that happened since Moses and the institution of the Passover and that how they had to prepare lambs every single year and, they, and their sins were covered. But this Passover was different to any other Passover because he was the Lamb of God who not covers the sins but takes away the sins of the world. Glory be to God. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He says, I now have to give you this shadow that you've been operating and functioning by through the prophets that God gave. That now, in these days, God's revealing, he's not speaking through prophets, he's speaking about everything through his son. So he starts to expound and explain himself to them. He says all these scriptures, all that has been written in the Old Testament is only pointing to one thing, that one day there'll be a resurrected king and a body in the earth that will bring victory to everybody living in the earth. It is our hope. It is anybody who believes in him will not perish and have everlasting life. Glory be to God. So he expounds to them the scriptures. All the scriptures are only pointing to one thing. From Genesis all the way to the time of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, everything is trying to, all the scriptures are speaking about things concerning him. Don't miss your moment on this Resurrection Sunday. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone further, but they constrained him saying, abide with us, 
for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went to stay with them. My God. He went into a house to abide with them in a house. Easter weekends, Passover weekends, nobody been a celebration of Good Friday, big stadiums. Big stadiums that are being filled. Huge conferencing. Millions of people going into huge places. That's what we've done. Jesus, the resurrected Christ, the body of Christ, was willing to come to a house and sit with two people to explain scripture to them. Do you understand how important this moment is for you being in your house? That Christ is coming into your home to explain himself to you, to reveal himself to you, not on the limitation and the level that you and I have lived under. He's here to break the limitation you've been living under so you can see. Listen how powerful this is. Now it came to pass, I'm on verse 30, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread. He blesses it. It's the first time you're hearing about communion in the new covenant. In his kingdom. So for the first time you're hearing Jesus. In the old, the last supper. They could even deny him. And they could betray him. Because of the limitation of what they were living under. They didn't know the fullness of what we know. Because they were living with a limitation. If Judas knew, if Peter knew who Jesus really was, he would never have denied him. If he really knew and understood his belief system and the power of the belief system. On the, after the third day, he says, if you kill this body on the third day, I'll resurrect it again. If they really believed him, they should have been at the tomb on the third day. But many of us struggle with our belief systems in seasons like this. When a pandemic hits. When the challenges come and, you know, uncertainty hits around the world. Can we find our anchor this morning in, our, in the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to understand? Listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. The limitations that they were living under. He says, he took bread, he blessed and broke it and gave it to them. This is my body for you. What's the body for? To break you from the limitation you've been living under all your life. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him. They begin to, they, what, was, what was spoken through the prophets and Moses and what was being done through the Passover and that was instituted and, and all that was said, all of a sudden it was through, the, when they broke the bread, their eyes were opened to another dimension. What happened? The limitation that they were living under got broken in the breaking of the bread. Their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. Then they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scriptures to us. So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 of those who were with them gathered together. You know that, 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 that doubting Thomas was not in the, in the room that time. And, Jesus, and, and they go into that place. They go to another room where they are, and they, they're all fearful. Their whole belief systems have been shaken. They're not sure if this is the risen Christ. Is it real? Could he really be alive? And these two men whose eyes were opened were willing to become witnesses and go to the, to, to, to the disciples and say, it is true. He is alive forevermore. And they're saying, the Lord is risen and has appeared to Simon. And they told 
about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. Hear me today, child of God. This road that we are traveling on right now, this fear that many people are on right now, this time in this world where many people are concerned about the road they need to travel on, is the job still going to be there? Am I still going to be able to have an income? Or how am I going to get in resources? It's the road, the dry road that many people are traveling on. I am telling you, he says, on this road, it was in the breaking of the bread of how things got opened to us in another dimension because this road has got limits. This path that we've been traveling on has got limits, but in the breaking of the bread, our lives are being opened to a brand new dimension in God. Can somebody praise the Lord this morning on this resurrection Sunday because He is alive forevermore. You are no more going to live under the limitations. Listen to verse 36. Now as they said these things, Jesus Himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, peace to you. Can we speak peace to you this morning? Can you know this morning that in the midst of your belief system being shaken as a child of God, He's calling you to walk in the peace of God. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen the Spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And that's the question this morning in every household. Words coming right into your home, into your, into your place. Why are you troubled? Why are you so concerned? I know that the previous season has shaken your belief system. But why are you troubled? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I, myself. Handle me and see. For the Spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. The Bible says that it was in the breaking of the bread that every limitation was broken. That Christ himself appears in the middle of every single of the houses of people. Not in a stadium, not in a massive church, not in where there's wonderful worship. I mean, listen to God's wisdom. He doesn't gather everybody together and say, well, let me tell you, you, you know, you were all fools and why did you betray me and why did you walk away from me and why didn't you believe me? Can you see who I really am? And gather all the multitudes and say, let's meet in the larger stadium. He didn't do that. He had 5,000 people before that he ministered to. He could have done that. But he came to a house and he's coming to your house, not for anything, to reveal himself to you on a whole nother level in the season. You've got to hear me. Some of you have been going to church your whole lives, but you've never had an encounter with the Christ. You've never known who he really, really is. And through this season, God is not concerned about the building. He's concerned about the body of Christ and how you relate to him. He's concerned about sons and daughters. He's concerned about families. He's concerned that we come into your house and in the breaking of the bread, many eyes are going to be opened. I tell you something, many of you have been walking in limits your education has produced a limit on the inside of you. Your family has spoken word curses over you. It's produced limits inside of you. You've made poor mistakes. You've made poor decisions. And it has limited your life. But in the season, as God is calling us to break bread, it is in the breaking of the bread. That doesn't matter what your daddy done to you. Doesn't matter who left you. Doesn't matter what education you may have. God's going to lift somebody up and begin to elevate them to see in a whole new, brand new dimension. You're going to begin to function in a whole new dimension. Let me give you another scripture to tell you what I'm saying. Oh my God, it is in the breaking of the bread that your eyes are going to be opened. Oh, that God would open up the eyes of your understanding into this next season because something's coming in the world. God's given me a word. Let me just, let me just give you another example of this thing. For 430 years, these people are in bondage. 
The first one, the first Passover instituted. Here's Moses. Here's the people in bondage. 430 years, they're crying out to God. God sends the plague. God tells them, now institute the Passover. And through the Passover, after seven days, they now walk out of their house. Listen, listen, listen to the power of the blood. It says, you kill a lamb, you put the blood on the doorposts of, of the house. Why did you not say, well, put it on anywhere on the surface? As they tell you to clean all your surfaces in your house. Just put some blood on the surface. Why don't you just put it on the roof? Why don't you just put the blood somewhere? Why, why don't you just put it on someone's on, on, on clothing? He says, put it at the door. God help me understand this thing this morning. God help me. Exodus chapter 12 verse 11. He says, after seven days, we're getting ready to move. He says... We're about to move into another dimension. He says, put the blood on the doorposts of the house. Don't, don't, don't put it anywhere else. Why? Because this place that you've been in, this house you've been in, has got a limitation. And your family and your home and all that you've been dealing with, sickness, disease, and poverty, and slavery, and the mentality of what you've had in this house has been a limitation. He says, but if you put the, door, the blood on the doorposts of the house, when you're stepping out, you are not just stepping out of your house, you are stepping into a new dimension. Glory be to God. Listen to how he said in Exodus chapter 12, verse 11. He says, when you're going to have the Passover, when you're going to celebrate this, he says, and thus you shall eat it. With what? With your belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It's the Lord's Passover. That means I'm getting ready to move you through the Passover is the way God moves you out of this limitation and this world and its limitation you've been living under so you can really know who you are in the kingdom of God for the kingdom of God doesn't come in word it comes with power that's why he said to Nicodemus he says Nicodemus he says how can he says how can you do what you can do he says you're a teacher you're a rabbi how come you don't know these things he says look you must be born again he says because no man can do the things that you do Jesus says because you've been living under a limit of what man has given you but I've been living under the kingdom of God and you must be born again. He says, how? How can I be born again? Go to my mother's room. He says, no, you don't understand. He says, you don't understand. He says, you, 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 you must be born of the Spirit. You've got to be born again and come into a brand new dimension. When these people walked out of the houses out of Egypt, they walked through into another dimension because this is where God took care of them. This is where God provided for them. They had no medical aid, but God's provision and His Passover lamb provided for their healing. Their Bible says none were feeble, none were sick. They were all loaded. It was a brand new economy in a new dimension. Listen to the Spirit of the Lord, child of God. It's called resurrection. Sunday, I hear God saying that this is a new season. You know this is a new day. God is doing a brand new thing. Hear me today. He's doing a brand new thing. Oh God. Oh God. A slave that God would take. Somebody living with so much limitation that God would move them. Many of you, your eyes have been restrained from the scriptures and the word of God. And I am telling you today, by faith, you're going to break bread today in your house. By faith, it is in the breaking of the bread that your eyes are being opened to the reason why you were born, to the reason why God has called you, to the reason why you were born into the kingdom for a time such as this, for, 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 for your gifting to come forth. It is in the breaking of the bread. 
and God is coming into your house, what's God doing in the season? He's breaking the limitation. 430 years of slavery. What can a slave do? How is he going to rule? How is he going to walk with God? In the breaking of the bread. In the Passover. To bring them into a brand new dimension. Some of you have made so many mistakes. And you keep on walking with condemnation and fear. In this new dimension. Peter who's a coward at the cross. Becomes bold on the day of Pentecost. What happened to him? He entered into the next dimension where there's no limits. No limits. God is breaking off the limitations we've had as a church. God is coming into every home. This is not for a church and them. God doing something through a man. This is the limitation he broke off from every single one of us. As a son and daughter of God, you are coming into your best days. Because he is risen. You are risen. Because he opened up a way that we could see into the dimension, have a relationship with God the Father, have peace with him, and destroy every limitation. The future, child of God, for many people that don't know Christ and lived with this world and believed in its system, they're shaking right now. It's because they don't know Jesus Christ. They don't know the power of the breaking of bread. They don't understand the power of what it's, it's not just healing. Healing is there. It's not just salvation. Salvation is there. It is that you get to see in another dimension by the Spirit of God. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Now hear me, hear me, hear me, child of God. At beginning, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Going from glory to glory. You must understand the importance of being born again and the body of Christ and the breaking of bread. It's in the breaking of bread that we get to see into another dimension. It is that the fact that you've been living under the limitations of this world is because we have not discerned the Lord's body accurately. Is that we're not paying attention to what God has given. But I know that this Resurrection Sunday, it's going to be different for you and your family because you're the Word of God this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. We have boldness today. It says, unlike Moses who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily, could look steadily at the end of what was passing away. That which God gave Moses, God takes away the first to establish the second. He says that was a shadow. The substance is Christ. He says this is going to be passing away so that you can stare face to face with Jesus Christ. He says, but their minds were blinded for until this day. Until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ's glory be to God. You cannot even read the scriptures without being actually getting revelation. You, you first must get born again. Because through the born again experience, your eyes then get opened because you come into Christ. Christ opens up your eyes. Now you've got the Holy Spirit and you can read the scripture and the scripture makes sense. How can you argue with somebody who's not born again? They, they, they're looking and fumbling in the dark, but there's a veil over their minds. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted. Unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament. Because the veil is taken away in Christ. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lays on their heart. People, ah, she kandalabo. A veil comes on the heart of people who do not believe. Are you hearing me? 
you first got to, with the heart man believes. Everybody believes something, child of God, hear me today. Everybody believes. Some people believe that, you know, just putting out, lighting a candle, that's their belief system. Everybody believes in something. Everybody's got a belief system. It's just how God made you, is that you can believe that, 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 that flowers can heal you. It's that if you, if you, if you light a lamp or, 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 or you worship flowers, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Because you were made and you were given a heart, a spirit, where the heart one believes. The only way you can fix your belief system, listen, you have the right to choose whatever you want to believe. But you cannot choose the consequences of your belief system. That's not determined by you. Because you can believe wrong your whole life. I did. I believe that I can fix myself. I can do, I'm, I'm first going to get right. I'm going to first do my thing before I come to Christ. And then I had a bit of scripture. And none of the scriptures made sense. Why? It is until with the heart man believes and unto, uh, 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 unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made. So you can be saved. There is no way that you can even understand the scriptures unless God removes the veil. How does he do, do that? In Christ, it's in the breaking of the bread that you break the limitation of even reading the scriptures. Resurrection Sunday, glory be to God. He says, but we, and this is you, a child of God, hear me today. The reason why the scriptures have been, and the word of God has been so powerful to you. The reason why this season has been so amazing, because you are born of God's spirit, and what is God doing? But we, all, with unveiled face. Where does unveiled face come from? The veil that's on your heart. It all got lifted in Christ. Beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. The transformation agent is the Holy Spirit. But that heart needs to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. God is calling us into a brand new reality with Him. I know this resurrection, resurrection is going to take place around people's dreams and vision and purpose and gifting. This is what the Lord gave me. Let me end with this. God's coming into your house to give you a brand new reality. He became a curse for us. Living in this world, there's a limitation, and that's a curse. But he breaks the curse, becomes a curse for us, that the blessing might come upon us. The Lord said to me, three things are going to change moving forward. The same way through the Passover, it, the Bible said it was the beginning of new months. God had given them, when they came out of their house, Number one, an access to a new dimension, but it was access to God's calendar. Their calendar was no longer going to operate out of a world's calendar. Are you hearing me, child of God? The way you, you've operated before, um, some of you might be having to do uh, less hours uh, through your job and all that's going there, but God, it doesn't, don't, don't be concerned about your job. God's pulling many people into their work. He's buying back your time. He is setting you up in a place of where he's preparing for where you're going to. So your schedule is not your schedule anymore. When God wakes you up to pray at 3 o'clock in the morning, when God is calling you to, 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 to study, when God is calling you, he's rearranging your schedule. He, he, he'll take care of you. Don't be concerned about the money because there's three things. One is your timetable. God is taking care of it. Number two is the economy. God broke them off from an economy that had them enslaved, that had them enslaved all their lives. And God had to break from that economy, break them from that economy so that they could actually function in God's economy. 
and God was going to provide for them. And I'm saying this to some of you. Some of you worked very hard for a long time with no income. But God is saying, because I purchased your time and I changed your schedule, it's my responsibility to pay you and I'm going to pay you well. I'll take care of your every need as you follow my leading. The third thing was priority. The Lord says priority, provision, which is the economy, and your schedule. The Lord says, I'm taking care of these th three things moving forward. The Lord says, you mustn't be anxious anymore about the future. The Lord says, if the kingdom of heaven is first, all these things are added. If you seek first, if you make my kingdom a priority, the number one priority in your life, these things will be added unto you. When you go and you flow with me in the season, you're going to come out with the blessing. You're going to come out with your family stronger than ever before because God says this new era means that I am central to all your decisions. My presence is central. It was the cloud by day. It was the fire by night that led them into a, a promised land. And God is saying, if you follow me and you follow my order in the season, if you make the church, which was the, 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 the sanctuary that they built in the middle of the wilderness, that was their priority. God changed their priority. God changed the, their time. God changed their economy. He provided for them. These three things will happen to every single believer in this next season. And you must pay careful attention because God is reordering your steps. God is commanding the steps of the righteous will become brighter and brighter. But God's also providing for you along the way. You are not going to lack anything. And even your medical aid, God says in the communion, in the breaking of the bread, you'll begin to understand how powerful it is to be healed by just having communion because God's medical aid is in place. God's economy is in place. God's hand is upon your life. He's putting a, a, a distance between you and the enemy. The enemy that you see today you'll see no more forever because now you belong to God. Your gift will make room for you. Your redemptive gift in the body of Christ is going to come forth in this season. The anointing of God upon your life, you begin to see your whole, your life in a brand new way. That's why Paul prayed. He says, open up the eyes of my understanding. Every day I pray. This I pray, that you open up the eyes of my understanding that I may know the hope to which you've called me. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17. God's opening up your life to a brand new dimension of provision, of his protection, of his presence, of progress, of healing, and economy. The economy. Your time from today, you are giving to the Lord. Your life today, you are giving to the Lord. How do you do that? In the breaking of the bread. God's going to open up your eyes to a brand new reality. It's coming for you and your family. The grace of God is upon you and your children in the season. God's not in a stadium. He didn't go first to heaven. He appeared unto men. And he gave them, settled their belief system. May this message be the settling of your belief system this morning. That you're no longer anxious. But rather in the breaking of the bread, your eyes be opened to the purpose for why you were born. The gift of who you really, really are. And break the limitations of what you're going to live under starting today. This is Resurrection Sunday. This is your Lord and your Savior. And He's visiting you in your house. He wants to break bread with you. But not just see communion elements. See the bread of life that opens up your life to a brand new dimension. We bless you. We praise you. For anybody that doesn't know Jesus Christ, can I pray for you this morning? Won't you pray this prayer after me and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. 
let me live for you. I don't know you. I don't even know me. But in the breaking of the bread this morning, reveal yourself to me. I wish to see you in all your glory. I wish to see you in this dimension you've created us to live in. Break every limitation from my life as I live for you from this day forward. I invite you into my heart and into my life. Let me live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, you are born again, child of a living God. And as you break bread by faith, believe God to open up your eyes. Dreams, visions, direction, protection, provision, economy, healing, everything that you need of is found in the body of Christ. And God has broken off and he's going to be breaking off limitations for every single one of us. We were slaves before. We are the righteousness of God now. We are sons and daughters of a king. And we have access to his throne like never before. All because of a resurrection Sunday. Glory be to God. The Lord bless you in your home. Let's have communion together as a family. Won't you prepare your elements? Make sure that you have time together with your family. Let us break bread together as children of a living God. And we're going to trust God to open up everybody's eyes. He's coming to visit you. And the blessing of the Lord will be seen upon you from this day forward. Amen. Glory be to God. It's a moment for us now to have communion together. Pastor Z is with me this morning. And as families we're gathering, the joy of the Passover was in your house. The joy of the resurrection. Christ appeared into the homes. That's where he broke bread. Do you understand how significant this Passover is for you? What a joy. The Bible says, it was in the breaking of the bread that their eyes will be, were opened. You see, from today, when you understand the importance of breaking of bread, is that you are now being reminded that you're no longer a slave, that you're a son and daughter of God, that you have access to the throne room of heaven. The Bible says when he took five loaves and two fish, he blessed it and he broke it. And it multiplied. He started accessing a whole new dimension of feeding and an economy. He shifted it. God's going to break the limitation from your eyes. You don't even know who you are. But God's going to show you who you are. He's going to introduce you to you. You're more than a skill. You're more than a degree. You are the righteousness of God with a gift and being a blessing to the body of Christ. And God's going to break the limitation you've been living under of how you even see you. And you do that by seeing him. Receive this morning. Every limitation destroyed. Hmm. Hmm. Father, we bless you. Oh, Father, we worship you. Father, we thank you for this morning that every limitation has been destroyed. Oh, we thank you that your body has made it possible for us to access not just the throne room of grace, but to understand spiritual things and walk with the gift of discernment and know which way to go because of this body that was broken for us, that we can walk with emotional healing, the peace of God, 
and have access to you, my God. We give you all the praise and give you all the glory. Remember now the blood. You are no longer, because of the breaking of the bread, because of the body and because of the blood, you get to access a brand new dimension of economy, of healing, of the peace that you need, of progression, of his presence in your home from today. You are no longer living under man's limitation. This Resurrection Sunday, you are living in a brand new way. We are placed in the supernatural where there is no limitation. Receive the invitation to walk, to live in, and experience the kingdom on a whole nother level. In Jesus' name, receive. Now, Father, we bless you. We thank you that this celebration and the breaking of the bread in every home was because you were delivering the blessing into every home. That every generational curse is broken. That every son and daughter is walking in their divine and redemptive purpose. That every gift will come forth in the season. That it's not about man's skill and not about his job, but about the work that you've called them to, my God. That every man's gift will make room for them. That you're calling it forth, my God, to feed and to take care of the body of Christ. And that everyone will start to see the evangelists. We'll begin to see the, 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 the financiers. You'll begin to see the gifts come forth like it did in the days of Moses, my God. We thank you that your kingdom will be established in the earth. The power of your kingdom will be seen. For the kingdom doesn't come just in word. It comes with power. Bless your people. Thank you, Father, that you've brought back our time. We belong to you, my God. We're taking up our cross and we are following you. And that, Lord, you will provide for every single need. And that you'll begin to show people brand new strategies and direction. You'll lead us on a path of righteousness for your name's sake, my God. And that you'll take care of your people. Your kingdom is our priority. Fulfilling our assignment, it is our pleasure. From this day forward, we step into this new era with you. And we know that this coronavirus, it has been flattened, my God. It has been flattened because of the cross of Calvary, because of the blood. And that now you are raising up a brand new economy, a brand new people filled with faith to enter into the promised land. We bless you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory. Thank you for being our resurrected king. We lift our hands to bless you. We give you thanks for all that you've done. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Amen and amen. The Lord bless and keep you. Thank you for allowing us into your home. Please share this as you need to share it. And remember, it is in the breaking of the bread that you break limitations. And priority is his church. He's building his church so the gates of hell will not prevail. Part of the building of the church, he needs the the gifts, he needs the talents, and he needs the treasure. And he needs your time. He needs all three to come together. If you have, and God has it in your heart to sow into the ministry, we're praying for your seed. God has told you to be a blessing in the season. He's speaking to you. Do that. For whatever man sows, he's going to reap. His kingdom is first. It's your priority. And as you sow into the ministry, we appreciate it. Thank you for being a part of us being a blessing to the nations. To keep us there, keep praying for us. We're praying for you. Father, bless every seed this morning. Bless your people. Bless them in their giving. Thank you for undertaking for them in a supernatural way. As they take care of kingdom business, you'll take care of their house 
and their business in their homes. Father, in this special weekend of sowing seed, as Christ did, we've known that whatever's sown on a Good Friday has got to come up on a Resurrection Sunday, multiplied. Bless them in their giving, my God. Thank you for your, their deliverance. Thank you for a new dimension. Thank you that your kingdom is our priority. Thank you that this world and its systems that have shaken has proven that your kingdom is the only thing that will stand for eternity. We sow into that where no moth and no rust can corrupt and can destroy. It's in your kingdom, God. Bless your people. Thank you for brand new avenues, brand new strategies, brand new people, brand new relationships, brand new ideas that will come forth, my God, that will pour into men's bosoms as they pour into the kingdom of God. We bless you. We bless you for, for their giving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. We love you forever. Amen and amen. God bless you. We see you soon.